Uh, I don't know anything about viruses and how they transmit. But I did realize um, is that I had barbecue and maybe by giving barbecue to someone, it might encourage them enough to keep going. This is the time to encourage. And often the source of encouragement that we have is already in our hands. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. If you enjoyed Dave's stories last week, we got to share more because what God is doing in and through Dave is amazing. You're listening to part two of Dave's story, Upside Down Kingdom. My name is Dave Larley. I uh, am a Canadian who got to Texas as fast as I could via England. And I uh, was given recently the title of uh, priest pit boss by a friend of mine. And um, as we moved from England to Dallas, from that church, St. Mark's Battersea Rise to All Saints Dallas in Oakland, it was, it was a very different shift because I was daily, you know, meeting with people who had very little and having prayer meetings with them and just seeing God move. And, and all of a sudden we're in Highland Park you know, or just on the edge of Island Park. And, and so it took us a while to get adjusted, but then we began to see um, equally. I, I, I just began to see that, you know, the poor and the rich have something very much in common, which is they both want to be treated normally. But because of the circumstances, they can't. I was told by a friend who'd done a lot of international missions that when you get to Texas, find something of the culture that you can adopt right away. Um, and so the first thing I did when we moved here is I bought a pair of cowboy boots and the kind that aren't designed like tennis shoes, right? So they, they like broke my feet for the first week, but then, you know, they're, they're the most comfortable boots. So I wore, would wear the boots under robes, uh, every Sunday and, and the Texans loved it. They're like, ah, oh, one of our own, you know, welcome home kind of thing. Uh, and then I was looking for a hobby and so I was on a, a really long drive with a friend of mine from Nashville, a great guy named Daniel Bell, who seemed to know everyone connected in the food world in Nashville. And so on the way back, we had this five-hour drive. I said, Daniel, I've been given a bit of birthday money, and I'm thinking of, everyone seems to smoke barbecue. If you had $500 and you were going to get into the smoking world, what would you do? And he knew everything. And so he talked me through all the different systems from pellet grills to the big green egg. And he said, I would try the pit barrel cooker. It's a vertical barrel. It's a unique system. And on that basis, I came home, ordered a barrel. It arrived. And I started smoking meat. And uh, so I, you know, and then we were always having groups around, you know, for church and other stuff. So it became really affordable and easy and fun to smoke some pulled pork or something to feed a crowd. And, and they loved it. And I loved it. And it kind of worked. And then we had a a friend who was having a, uh, a birthday party for his wife, needed a caterer, and he said, would you um, cater? We'll have 50 people at the party. It'll be down in South Dallas. I said, sure. And then two weeks beforehand, he said, it's not going to be 50. It's going to be 250. Is, is that a problem? Quickly did the math, and I realized if I've got a second smoker, the the amount they're going to pay me would cover the expense and I'd be able to do both and suddenly have two smokers. So I did that. And, it, and I ended up 
what was amazing is um, we did ribs. You know, um, Jesus was so smart when he did everything framed around a meal because when you share food together, you connect on a level that you wouldn't if you're just, you know, otherwise. And so they loved the barbecue. And I've never seen a grumpy person eat ribs. And so the baseline is joy and happiness. And I'm talking to you know, people in the black community, the Latino community, and they're loving the food and I'm loving learning from them. And, and it's great. And many of them didn't go to church. And so I'm also able to talk to them about Jesus. And I thought, oh, there might be something here. And then shortly after there was a, a friend that I knew from the boys school who was having an SMU basketball watch party. And he said, Hey, would you, we we're going to order in some barbecue, but what do you think about setting up a barbecue pit in our backyard? That would be really cool. And so we do the event, and it's great. And then I'm all of a sudden talking to people I would never have talked to before. But these are venture capitalists. They're the best and brightest of the uh, SME business school. And they're talking to me about their problems as I'm slicing jalapeno cheese sausage and slicing brisket. And then they realize I'm also a pastor. And they're like, you know, I've never really talked to a pastor before. How does this work? And I said, well, tell me what's going on, eat some sausage, and we can pray afterwards. And so the whole night is huge. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to settle up, and um, the couple who had hired us, so generous, and they said, you're not charging enough. You've been here all day, so you need to add a destination fee. And she'd had a background in events, add a destination fee, up these prices so they're equivalent to market, and there you go. And so I saw, oh, wow, okay, so there is margin here. It, there actually is a business to be had in this. And so from that, we decided to form an LLC, get all the certification we needed, the insurance we needed, and start a pop-up barbecue catering business, which is really just a hook to engage with people with the gospel. And so we're doing that, and we're doing these events, and um, COVID hits. Before we knew really much about COVID-19, we started giving barbecue away to frontline workers, which I know now is a brilliant marketing plan because the more you give away, you know, the name gets out. And then, um, so we would feed uh, healthcare workers, janitors, all uh, people on the front lines. And then George Floyd happened, um, which was devastating. And particularly devastating is at All Saints, I was talking to our off-duty police officers who were the exact kind of police we want and we need, right? Good hearts, uh, just trying to do the right thing. And they were all talking about quitting just because of just how hard it was to be a police officer in Dallas among it all. And I said, well, hey, what are you doing Friday night? Um, and they said, well, we're working the night shift. I said, I'll make you a deal. And this was what, I guess is 20, early 2020, I, said, I guess summer of 2020, I said, if you can come by the house at the start of your shift in a squad car, put the lights on, my boys will love it. And in turn, I'll give you 100 pounds of ribs. We'll feed the night shift. And they're like, deal. So they show up, lights go on, the neighbors all come out. They think I'm about to get arrested, I guess. And uh, they pull up the alley and the boys all come running out and then serve them the barbecue. And I suddenly realized I had a problem, which is I had to work hard not to become a chaplain to the police because I already had had a job. And and then through contacts I have through a, a nonprofit I, I'm on the board with behind every door, I was able to then turn around and um, give 200 pounds of ribs to 
activists in the black community. And so then what happened is there's a great nonprofit in South Dallas called The Well. They're in Oak Cliff. And they serve people with mental health issues who are indigent. And they had obviously hit a crisis because they couldn't gather anymore, but they were still trying to provide food. And, and so we decided, well, can we take you lunch? He said, sure. And so we were given the number. We had to feed, I think it was 120 people. So barbecue, which I didn't realize is all math-based. So we did the math and did it pretty accurately and um, smoked, golly, I think it was close to 120 pounds of ribs and took it to them. And um, that next day I got a call from the director and said, wow, that was really, really incredible. I said, yeah, well, it's just a joy. And they said, well, we, we'd asked you for food for, for lunch. I said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's with the numbers wrong. I said, no, no, we, we had enough for lunch. I said, great. I said, but um, I don't know what happened. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, the ribs kept coming out of the, the coolers you sent them in. I said, okay. Yeah, so we have enough for three days. I said, wow. Well, I didn't give you enough for three days. He says, yes, you did. He says, no, 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 I, I didn't. I really didn't because I counted it out and I had two people with me. And, and I said, so what do you make of that? She went quiet and said, you know, I was reading this morning about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And I just, you know, I'd never, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I prayed and said, Lord, it would be amazing to see you do something like this. <laughs> I said, well, I guess that's the answer. And the Lord just gave you that sign that you're doing the right thing. And I said, well, what's more amazing is that for three days, um, the lowest, or, you know, these people who don't have much in life have been able to feast like royalty. And I said, well, that's, that's the aim. You know, what COVID did to the church is it stripped the church of its two great gifts, which is hospitality and a ministry of presence. But using barbecue, we could reclaim some of that. It's, it's kind of a, a way to rally people under um, a kingdom cause without it being overtly, without falling into the trap of church politics or the culture wars. And, and really the idea is to be a blessing and really to pour in encouragement so that the people who are facing incredible challenges are able to bring the very best that they have to those challenges. I, I, didn't, I don't have a science background. Uh, I don't know anything about viruses and how they transmit. But I did realize um, is that I had barbecue, and maybe by giving barbecue to someone, it might encourage them enough to keep going. I don't understand how race, race relations work. Uh, the history of race relations in the U.S. is very new to me. I understand it a little bit in Canada and the U.K., but so I didn't know. I don't know how to even begin to solve that problem. But I have barbecue. And maybe by giving what I have, they can bring their very best to that. And I think that's what we can offer at this time is just to, you know, people have had to make a lot of tough decisions. Were they right or wrong? I don't know. We certainly sometimes don't always have the benefit of knowing that answer when the tough decisions have to be made. 
But I think encouraging, this is the time to encourage. And often the source of encouragement that we have is already in our hands. And we just have to, instead of trying to think, well, I, I don't have the answer to this, so there's nothing I can do, and step back into that feeling of powerlessness, which I certainly have done, we actually can lean into it and say, I don't have the answer to this, but I do have this. And maybe there's a way that God could take what's in my hands and bless it so that I might be able to offer it to the world around me in the hope that it would do a very small part in blessing the community I'm in. I, I love that idea of like just bringing what's in your hand. It resonates with us. One of the things that we talked about when we started the podcast was we were literally two fish mm-hmm. uh, as our last name. And um, we were bringing our two fish and, uh, we were trying to figure out what the five loves are. We still don't really know what that is. Uh, but Maybe yeah. the five loves are the stories. I mean, or how those stories go out and are multiplied. I don't know. Yeah. So what what was in our hand was, you know, just taking this idea of the podcast and um, just giving it our all. And uh, we've been doing it now for four years. This is our fourth year. So mm, That's crazy. So that, that was cool. I, I, so I just loved how Dave took a hobby, uh, you had the cowboy boots and then barbecues and the natural next step. Um, he needs a cowboy hat if he doesn't already have one. <laughs> Taking that and, and um, giving it to the Lord and, and God's been blessing it. And I think that's just a really powerful idea and how, how food and the table can bring people together, how hospitality can really break down borders. And I just love that aspect of Dave's story. Mm. It's really powerful. Yeah, it is powerful. Taking what you have and letting the Lord multiply it. I love that food is like the great equalizer. You know, that everyone is hungry. Everyone has taste buds. Um, I mean, most people, I guess, aside from vegetarians, love barbecue. And um, I think one of the powerful things that he said was that um, one of the common denominators in uh, extremely wealthy people and extremely poor people is that they both just want to be seen as normal people. And barbecue or having a seat at the table or coming to the table is that great equalizer. You know, when we can set aside our differences and just see one another as human beings who actually probably have more in common than we know, um, something magical happens there. For for me, it's interesting to think about, like, in the Ark of the Covenant, there was the rod, um, Aaron's rod that had almonds that had budded Mm -hmm. and had almonds. And then there was the tablets of testimony, the commandments. And then it was the jar of manna, mm-hmm. which manna means what is it? <laughs> so there's food in there, actually twice, the almonds and the, mm. the manna um, inside the Ark of the Covenant. And, you know, Jesus being the bread of life, living water. There's a lot of, there is a lot of symbolism about food um, that's throughout Scripture. Oh, man, yeah. The Passover lamb. Um Break, Feasts, breaking of bread, mm. you know, communion, wine, turning water into wine. It's a lot of of depth um, 
and richness, uh, the Last Supper, uh, to this idea of, of food. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we just kind of sit down and eat quickly. In America, we're just like, yeah, 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 I, I'm hungry. I just need to get something, get it in my belly and go. Whereas I, lately I've really wanted, and maybe it's because we've been forced to with Liam, to slow down and really um, engage in conversation. And sometimes we have music playing or candles burning, and we're really trying to make dinner um, – something more than just a quick meal, a quick bite to eat, something on the run. Uh, and, and yeah, there is something about it. Um, if we'll stop the hurry and enjoy the blessing, it becomes more about community and less about food. Yeah. So much to be learned. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we hope you enjoyed Dave's story. Like, Dave, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. We are really grateful for you. And we hope that um, this is a testimony of prophecy and that you are uh, encouraged in your faith to, um, and through the power of this testimony, to go and multiply whatever God has given you to reach others. Yeah, that's good whatever's in your hand that you would feel encouraged to, to bless others with it amen have a great week thanks guys we encourage you to ask holy spirit what he wants to say to you through this story we invite you to partner with us through your god-given resources of time prayer and finances without your sharing these stories don't spread to those who need them without your prayers we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.